10 words for today. Adrash uh, is for Shabbat Nachamu uh, from Deuteronomy chapter 4 and chapter 5. The Ten Commandments are not called that in Scripture. Rather, they are called the Ten Words, and they are the core of the covenant code, the agreement Hashem made with our people at Sinai. It seems to me that at their root, the Ten Words are all about making the Holy One to be our fundamental reference point, our anchor, our north star, against which everything else is measured. With this in view, there are two things to bear in mind. First, all of us need to develop the habit of relating every choice and behavior in our life to God's character and to what brings him honor and joy. Second, the 10 words, also known as the 10 commandments, provide an excellent foundation for how to work this out in the practicalities of life. If we care to honor God and bring him joy, we will remain accountable to these criteria set before us in the Ten Commandments, the Ten Words. So here they are, and here is how they work in keeping us anchored to God as our ultimate reference point, our North Star. Number one, I am Adonai, your God. Always make sure that the Holy One is your ultimate absolute, the axis upon which everything else revolves, the root of all your values and decisions, your reference point, your North Star. Don't keep God in some kind of religious cabinet. He rules over all of life, every aspect. There is no sacred and secular. Everything is his business. And consulting him should be our business. Number two, no graven image. Do not reduce the Holy One to your own size. He is greater. He is other. He is more holy than anything you could imagine. Don't whittle God down. Don't make the Holy One a validator of your politics and opinions. He is the king of the universe. He is the judge of all. All of our opinions, politics, and preferences stand under his judgment. I'm reminded of the song, Plastic Jesus. The words are upsetting, but they point out how we have reduced God to our size and tailored him to our preferences. I don't care if it rains or freezes, long as I got my plastic Jesus riding on the dashboard of my car. Through my trials and tribulations and my travels through the nations, with my plastic Jesus, I'll go far. Plastic Jesus, plastic Jesus, riding on the dashboard of my car. Be careful. Here's a danger sign. Whenever your God is just like you and a validation of your preferences, you are deep in the idolatry business.
No more graven image. No more plastic Jesus. No more God votes just like me and even hates the same people I hate. No more graven image. Number three, not taking the name of Hashem in vain. Using God's name in a utilitarian and self-serving fashion only tends to cheapen it and bring him down to our level. This is a close corollary to not making a graven image. Yeshua said, Our Father who art in heaven, may your name be treated as holy. That means we must be aware of any tendency to bring God down to the level of our puny perspectives and agendas. Think of God as always higher. Exalt his name. Again, we are reminded that God is our ultimate absolute. Number four, keep Shabbat holy as a remembrance of the creation and the redemption from Egypt. Do not make your work your absolute. Treat all of your time as if it belongs to God. And demonstrate that conviction by reserving one day a week for giving him special attention, as undivided as possible. Again, we are reminded that God is our ultimate absolute. So keep the Shabbat holy. Number five, moral character begins at home. Honor your father and mother. You cannot be outside the home any better than you are with your family. Contempt for human authority goes hand in hand with contempt for the Holy One. And here, parents are seen as representing human authority. Those who treat human authority with contempt are treating their own desires and sense of empowerment as absolute. Family life is foundational life. Again, we are reminded that God is our ultimate absolute. Honor your father and mother and be good to your family. Because if you're not good at home, you're not going to be good outside. Number six, do not murder. Do not use violence to obtain your own satisfaction. You are not the center of the world. And you should not use violence to try and prove that you are. Trying to destroy someone in any way and seeking to destroy their reputation is a kind of murder. It is using your power to destroy the life of another. Again, we are reminded that God is our ultimate absolute. Do not murder. I woke up this morning thinking of a person who did me wrong about 10 years ago. Still bothers me. But as a man of God, I can't take revenge. I can't give him a hard time. I've got to leave it alone. It's tough. It's tough for you. But there are a lot of ways to murder somebody besides stopping their breathing. 
you can murder their reputation. Do not murder. Number seven, do not commit adultery. Do not cross over God's appointed sexual boundaries and intimate covenantal boundaries, making your own pleasure your absolute. Again, we are reminded that God is our ultimate absolute. Number eight, do not steal, making things your absolutes. Someone has said that we're supposed to use things and love people, but we have learned to love things and use people. This is no good. Stealing stuff is a sign that we worship things as if they are the source of our happiness. This too is idolatry. Again, we are reminded that God is our ultimate absolute. So do not steal. Number nine. Number nine is do not bear false witness against your neighbor, making revenge, influence, or profit your absolute. This is the pride of life. This is treating everyone else like competition and being willing to lie in order to get ahead or stay ahead of somebody else. Wow. Again, we're reminded that God is our ultimate absolute. Do not bear false witness against your neighbor. Tell it like it is. Number 10, do not covet what is your neighbor's, making satisfying your envy your absolute, making being as good as the next guy your absolute, ruling your life by comparing it and what you have against what others have. Yaakov, Yeshua's brother, teaches us that coveting is the sin behind all others. He says, what is causing all the quarrels and fights among you? Isn't it your desires battling inside you? You desire things and you don't have them. You kill and you are jealous and you still can't get them. So you fight and quarrel. Covetousness. Instead, we should rule our lives by pleasing the Holy One who will provide for all our needs. So let me include here some interpretive cautions. Although the 10 words are fundamental and foundational, they are not the limit of God's declared will for us. I know people who prefer to limit God's will for us to the 10 commandments. I believe this is largely because we prefer generalities to specifics because it gives us a lot more wiggle room and feels so much more convenient. However, I don't think the Torah lets us off so easy. Not only can it be inferred that the 10 words are the, are the principles and assumptions underlying the rest of God's law for Israel, it is also explicitly stated in this week's parashah that the 10 words were emphatically not all that God had to say to Israel, which he wanted them to obey. This is why Devarim Deuteronomy 4, 13 and 14 
says this. He proclaimed his covenant to you, which he ordered you to obey, the ten words. And he wrote them on two stone tablets. At that time, Adonai ordered me to teach you laws and rulings so that you would live by them in the land that you were entering in order to take possession of it. In the very same context in which the 10 words are mentioned, we are reminded that they are not God's final words of command to us, that God taught Moshe other things to keep. So three words in conclusion. Number one, make God, the triune God, your absolute, to love him with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. He is your ultimate reference point. Number two, use the Ten Commandments as the foundation of understanding how to walk this pathway. Number three, realize that the Ten Words are not the sum total of God's revealed will for us. Scripture shows us in far greater detail how these criteria work out in the details of life. This will include a sober contemplation of Yeshua who set an example for us that we might follow in his steps. Deepen your familiarity with all of Scripture and your sensitivity to the Spirit. Shabbat Shalom. Well, my friends, we come now to a song that I'd like us